What's up, HFFL? And good morning to you all. Um, you guys have spoken. You're going to get what you want. I'm going to do a pod here. It's going to be without Jimmy. Um, hopefully, I can be as good of a host as he was in the past. Maybe even a little bit better. Who knows? You might kick him off the island. I might be hosting from now on. Um, before we start, I do want to say congratulations to Jimmy, his new baby, Kennedy. Um, she's healthy, uh, so that's always good. Moe's healthy, so all is well on the baby front. Um, so again, congratulations to Jimmy. Um, congrats to Scott, who recently had a baby also. Um, I think we've probably said that before, but just wanted to get that out there. Um, so we got a lot of new babies, new to the HFFL. Got to teach those kids how to do it the right way. Um, so uh, we're just going to jump right into this. Um, I'm guessing that it won't be as long of a pod without Jimmy being here. Man likes to talk, especially about fantasy football. So it's probably going to be a little bit shorter for you today, um, but that's okay. Uh, the, the content is also a little different than it has been in the past. It's, it's not so much about the players, um, um, but we're going to do some rule changes today um, and discuss those. Um, we're still going to discuss our, our trades, which there have been a lot. So I'm going to talk about those and how I feel on those. Um, but, and then we get into some rule changes. Um, I also have some notes on Jimmy's rule changes um, and what he thinks about those as well. But obviously this is my news channel right now. I'm the leader, so I'm going to pick and choose how I want to use his notes and obviously use them for my own personal gain in this case. Uh, we're, I'm going to break down each proposal. Um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to try to give you at least one pro, one con to each proposal uh, just, just to make sure that both sides are presented in that way. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm going to do. This is how we're going to start it. Okay. So the first, starting with the trades. All right. We know we love this. Um, it's going to be super fun this time. I know for sure. So the first trade that we're going to talk about is with Corey and Brendan. So Corey receives Nicole Hardman 2.07 and Brendan's 2021 first. Brendan receives Kareem Jackson and 1.07. Okay. So to me, the trade um, at the time was pretty close. Okay. Corey was losing 1.07 and and that's huge for him, um, especially for Corey's team. Brendan was a borderline playoff team, so he was probably going to stay around 1.07 or after in a year, okay? Uh, After all of the trades were made, I now like Corey's end of this deal. Um, If if rookies do not all hit for Brendan, okay, he'll no longer be close to the playoffs, in my opinion, this year. Uh, Maybe down the road, maybe down the road, maybe in the future, but not this year. He's definitely building for that future, um, and and I guess people that are big fans of Hardman might say um, he won this big. I'm just that Corey won this big. I'm just not that guy. I'm not a huge McCole Hardman fan. Um, so I think the trade was pretty close, but I think that Corey gets the advantage because of Brendan's uh, team um, and, and his trading habits this off season. Okay, so I think I think Corey won that one because I think Brendan's. Brendan's pick next year is going to be in the top six or seven, I have to believe. Prove me wrong, Brendan. All right, the next trade I want to talk about, Walt. Okay, Walt got Lamar Jackson, James White, and 1.07. So Brendan traded that 1.07. Brendan gets Fred Warner, 1.03, 1.06, 3.12. 2021 Jimmy's third, 2021 my third, okay? So my opinion on this is Walt gets an absolute stud, uh, point-scoring machine at quarterback, moves back one spot, uh, one spot. Um, and I, what I mean by that is the 1.06 moves to 1.07, so he moves back one spot. And, and he gives up 1.03, right? So he basically got a scoring quarterback. I mean, how many points did he score? 400 and something points last year. Far and away the, the highest scoring player. Um, and, and for 
I would love to draft Lamar Jackson at 1.03 if I had it. Okay, um, And some thirds. And obviously the thirds, if they mean something to you, they mean something to you. To me, for a player of Lamar Jackson's caliber, the thirds really mean nothing in that trade to me. Um, and, and with some of the rule change proposals, maybe the thirds mean more. Uh, it just depends on how we vote on those. Um, and Walt also picks up that that back that catches a lot of passes in James White. Uh, we don't know without, you know, Tom around if, if James White's going to catch the same amount of passes this year, but it's possible. I mean, he's a good outlet. Uh, this, this trade, to me, might be one of the turning points in Walt's franchise. Uh, in my opinion, he won this big. The next trade we'll discuss... Brendan receives 1.14. Um, Sam, Sam getting on the trading action, receives Michael Gallup and Jimmy's 2021 first. Um, another piece gone for Brendan. Uh, a young piece gone. Michael Gallup is, uh, is a really good receiver. Um, and he's gone. And he gave up another first for 1.14. Um, Young, quality talent leaving Brendan's team. Um, And I get that. If you're trying to rebuild, but normally in a rebuild, you don't trade the young, quality pieces for picks that you don't know about. Um, You you would normally trade older guys that are good for those pieces so that you can be better in the future um, when those old guys aren't going to be around anymore. Um, I, I'm going to tell you right now, Brendan, I would have given you 1.11. You could have moved up three more spots. I'd, I probably would have done that for Gallup straight up, let alone if you would have given me Jimmy's first in the, in the deal. So, um, I, again, I think this is a big win for Sam. I don't know how other people view Michael Gallup's future you know, with their draft and, and getting another receiver, but I, I think he's going to be a good receiver no matter where he goes. So, um Another big loss for Brendan, I think. Unless he picks someone really good at 1.14. Next trade, two thousand. Jimmy gets 2021. Corey's second. Okay, so Corey's second in 2021. Corey gets Mike Gusecki. You're telling me that I could have got a second out of this guy if I just held on to him? All right, I, I had Mike Gusecki. Um, and, and there was a time, I believe two seasons ago, where I needed, a, I needed help at some position during a week. And so I, had, I didn't want to, but I had to drop Mike Gusecki uh, for how, however it worked out. Um, and, and now he's turned into a second. So that, uh, that's on me. That's total failure on my part to hang on to a guy. And Jimmy gets to take advantage of the situation. Um, Gusecki's talented. Uh, and Corey has no tight ends at all. He, he likes the guy, the other guys that he has, but they're trash, straight trash. So, um, sorry, Corey, that's just my opinion and probably the opinion of 10 other people in this league. Um, trade now, it's pretty much a wash for me. Corey got something he needed, a tight end who could break out. I mean, he could be a really good tight end. And Jimmy gets a second for a guy that he doesn't, that he doesn't need. He has two other tight ends on his roster right now. He doesn't need Gusecki. So uh, I don't see, I, I feel like this is a win for both guys in this case. Although that 2021 Corey second could be a really good pick. So um, I guess that's, we'll wait to see how well Gasicki plays this year to, to see what he's worth. Because it's really a late first in 2021. All right, next trade, Jeff. Um, gets Gardner Minshew, um, and Walt gets um, Jeff's 2021 third. So Walt went out, got Lamar. He has other quarterbacks um, on his roster. So I don't think losing Gardner is a big loss for him. I'm also not high on Gardner um, being great, but there's a chance, and he's a good player. I mean, he's a starting quarterback in the league right now, uh, so I don't, I think that it's a good play if you need a quarterback like Jeff or a backup quarterback. Um, he has Baker, so it could be. There's a lot of people down on Baker. Is he going to continue being the starter? Which I think he will. Um, but 
he and guard he and Gardner and Baker might score pretty much the same amount of points. So it could be plug and play whenever whoever whatever defense they're playing that week. So it's a good pickup for Jeff. Um, I probably, if I had Gardner, would have held on to him, um, get into the year a little bit, see if I could possibly get a second out of him. If he starts playing well, someone's going to give you a better pick for a good quarterback, right? Um, so to me, it's not a huge win or loss one way or the other. In my opinion, Minshew definitely has a higher chance of scoring points for his team than the third that he got out of him. Um, so that, that's just my take. Some of these things, um, if, you, if you don't need a player on your team, you might give him away for a little bit cheaper than what he may be worth. Next, we have Jimmy getting Dwayne Haskins from Walt. So Walt trades another quarterback, okay, Gardner and Dwayne Haskins, and he receives Mike's 2021 fourth from Jimmy. Um, this is another another one of those trades, I feel like, for Walt. Uh, he just pulled the trigger too early, in my opinion. You have quarterbacks. You don't really need Dwayne Haskins. But we got to remember, Dwayne Haskins was a high pick. And he's, again, the starting quarterback right now. So for a fourth, I think that's just giving up too easy. That, that fourth has a very slim chance of success. Dwayne Haskins' chance, way better. He's already the starting quarterback, right, in his second year. So it, it's, it's a tough call, but I, I think that he just gave him way too easy. Could have possibly got something more in the end out of him. Now, that's also a gamble. You might get less out of him if he, you know, is the guy that turns into the backup and doesn't start anymore, then, then you probably lost out. But you just lost out on a fourth, whereas you could have picked up possibly a second later if he comes, becomes good, or you keep him. Um, and I know Walt needs space for his rookies. He, he's got some picks, but we might have a taxi squad one day. Uh, another rule change thrown out there. Um, so that could happen. He could have put Dwayne Haskins on that taxi squad. Uh, again, this is a win for Jimmy. Next trade, Jimmy again. Jimmy's a trading machine. Okay, it's probably going to slow down here. Got to focus on that baby, Jimmy. Stop looking at fantasy football stuff. Let us catch up. Uh, Jimmy gets 2.07 in this. Corey gets um, his own 2021 second back. Okay, so Jimmy had it. Jimmy now gives it up. Again, it's probably a late first. Um, More like a late first. Definitely an early second, right? So... Jimmy, this is one of those classic trades, right? The classic fair trades. You get a pick this year in really the middle of the round, okay, for a pick next year that's probably going to be better in the same round. That's a classic fair trade, um, trading a pick this year for a pick next year. You're going to get a little value, um, and the pick's going to be a little better next year. But the pick this year, obviously, is sooner, and you get to pick a rookie now. Uh I'm guessing that Jimmy did this trade because Jimmy loves this draft class, and there's probably what we think um, more flex talent here. And so he thinks that the caliber of player he can get at 2.07 this year is better than the caliber even an early second next year can get you. So I think that's what Jimmy was going for. Um, But I don't disagree with this trade for Corey because Corey has many picks in this year's draft. Um, So you might as well throw your ring and try to get a young guy next year that could be a hit. Um, so I, I think it's good trade on both parts. I don't, I don't see this being an uneven. It's good trade for both teams. Back to Brendan. Uh, Brendan made another trade. He receives 1.13. Corey receives 1.14 and 3.07. Um, all I can say about this one is Corey's probably not going to take your guy at 1.13. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Made you click on a part two, part one and part two deal here. Um, So on this app that Jimmy has me using to record this podcast, uh, because it's easier to upload and whatnot, um, there is no feature to pause and then restart what you're talking about. So um, I got a phone call and it automatically pauses. So then it automatically 
like stops your recording. And so I had to upload that and then start a new recording. Um, so not only did someone try to ruin my podcast, it was um, my own wife who called me from inside of my own house just to see what I was doing. So yeah, that's a problem. If you're ever doing a podcast, tell your wife not to call you. Just saying. Uh, that way this doesn't happen. All right, but back to it. Um, I ended by talking about um, Corey, probably not um, going to pick your guy at 1.13, Brendan, but you only give up 3.07 in this case. That's not that big of a fall um, or something to give up to move up one spot. In my opinion, I probably would have stayed tight because I don't think that Corey wants the same type of guys that I want, like LaVisca Chenault. He hates him. Um, but pretty even trade for me. Not that... Not that big, um, but in my opinion, Corey won just because he gets an extra pick here. All right, Brendan again. Brendan and Kellen, the brother trade here. Curtis Samuel. Brendan gets Curtis Samuel 1.09 and 2.09 for 1.06 and Brendan's 2021 second. Okay, so here's my breakdown of this trade. You get Curtis Samuel to move down three spots. And you get a pick this year instead of next. So to me, this trade is very, very close to Curtis Samuel for free, in my eyes. The best piece of this trade so far, I mean, 1.06 could mean more than Curtis Samuel. 1.09 could mean more than Curtis Samuel. Any of these things could. Um, but right now, Curtis Samuel is the best piece in this trade. Um, and you get him for free. Um, I, I like Brendan's side here. This is the, I think I said this to Jimmy earlier, this is the one trade that I feel that Brendan won this year, this this summer. Okay, Brendan, Brendan won this. Um, he got a, a good player, not a great player, a good player for free, in my opinion. Um it definitely doesn't make up for the harm he's done to his team so far this offseason. It's very Waltish. Um, sorry to use your name in vain like that, Walt, but uh, it's true. We've talked about this. You know it. All right, so we're going to move on from trades. That's the last trade I have to talk about here. We're going to move on from trades. We're going to uh, go on to the rule change ideas. Um, there's a few of them here, so so bear with me. I'm going to talk about them a little bit. Um, and, and like I said, I'm going to give you a pro and a con or try to give you a pro and a con. I also have Jimmy's notes. I'm going to use those notes to my advantage, okay, <laughs> uh, to, to, to support what I feel needs to happen. All right, so um, the first thing, uh, Jimmy wanted to know if I had any rule change ideas that I'd like to discuss. Um, I... I'm going to discuss all the rule changes that all these other yahoos brought up, um, but I don't have any new ones. So that's that's what we're at on that. I don't have any new rule change ideas. I usually just uh, leave those for other people to bring up. I'm good with how the league is, but if we want to change it, I'm good with that too, depending on what, what it is. All right. Uh, first rule change. Um, adding, this is per Jimmy, and I'm not sure if he has all the, the purs on here who came up with them, but this one is, is per Jimmy. Um, add two additional IR slots, which would give us four total, and this would only be for 2020 to help us deal with positive COVID tests, causing players to miss time during the regular season due to COVID. Um, in my opinion, this is a good one. We have a league where we don't have a great number of extra players on our bench um, to be able to overcome losing a few guys due to COVID. Um, so I like two extra IR slots. You put them in those IR slots, you can have up to two more players um, on your roster in that case. Obviously, when those guys come back from IR, you're going to have to drop some of those guys. So... I like this one just for this year. Um, I don't like it going forward, but but for this year, I agree with it because there could potentially be a lot of people um, 
that get COVID over the course of the season, as we have already seen in college football teams um, around the country. There's been a lot of cases uh, when, when those guys got tested. So um, I like that one. Uh, I can't really come up with a con for that. I guess um, maybe people could take advantage of that. Maybe we just have to have the IR slots, the two extras, clearly for COVID, and you can't put anyone else on there. Um, that would be an idea. I don't even know if that's possible, but maybe Jimmy could go in and look through those if he wanted to to make sure that you had the right type of guys on there because um, I could definitely see people getting some more guys hurt and then putting them on there because of a you know, torn labrum um, and having two extra IR slots and getting more roster spots. But um, people take advantage of rules all over the place. So, so we'll see how that – but that's the only really real con that I can see um, of this doing it just for this year. Um, rule changes that we've already discussed briefly. Uh, again, we, we've already discussed on pods in the, in the past – uh, head-to-head as the first playoff tiebreaker. Uh, the current setup is total points, so the tiebreaker goes to the total person, the team with the most points. Um, and all teams would play each other one time. Uh, I I personally like head-to-head as a playoff tiebreaker. Um, I, I said that in the past also um, because I, I truly feel that head-to-head matchups matter. Uh if I beat you in the regular season, I should get the benefit of going into the playoffs. I beat you. Uh, the con to this is you could outscore a team every single week except for the week that you played. And they would still get into the playoffs over you if you had the same record um, because of that one head-to-head week. Um, and it's possible that you had half of your team on a bye that one week that you played them. So that, that could be the con. My advice to you is, well, that sucks. Um, but... That's just kind of what happens. You should have played the waiver wire that week a little better. Um, and, and that's how I feel about that. Uh, Jimmy's notes on this. Um, the pros say uh, it's very unlikely to end in a, in, end in a tie um, due to the fractional points that we use. Um, it puts way more value on the week-to-week matchups. And it forces teams, like I just said, um, to fill a lineup with buys and injuries and whatnot. So you kind of have to, you know, claw and scrape your way into winning and trying to score more every week so that you might be able to win those matchups in the head-to-head uh, just to get a playoff spot possibly. Um, and the cons, just because a team wins one head-to-head matchup doesn't mean they're the better team. Um, and then he noted that he could out, he could uh, lose to me in head-to-head but outscore me by 200 points on the year. Um and not be ranked higher. So uh, there are pros to con- pros and cons to this one. I do like it, though. I think head-to-head matters. I think the pros outweigh the cons in, in this case. The next rule change idea that we have um, talked about in the past um, is tight end premium. Uh, we currently have a system where tight ends receive a half a point for each reception, so 0.5 PPR. Um, and that's the same for our running backs. That's the same for our receivers, 0.5. Um, tight end premium would move tight end scoring to one point per reception. And it would leave yards the same. So they would get an extra half a point for every reception they make. Just kind of evening out how the tight ends score compared to the running backs and the receivers. The pros for this, in my opinion, are um, tight ends become relevant if this happens. Trade value for tight ends go up, and teams that have a tight end will be better. The cons for me is the teams that have the top tight ends benefit even more from what they already have. So a team like Jimmy. Jimmy has a tight end, a really good tight end. Um, He benefits even more. Is that a good thing for the league? I don't know. Um, Because as we've talked about in past pods... Teams with top tight ends have won the league. Uh, and so I guess you could say, argue that tight ends have mattered in the past, but I, I would also argue that that's just the better teams being smart about it and having someone good at that position and having good players at all positions, which is why they win. Um, 
another con to this is people that like handouts are are losing out if this happens. Go get a tight end. That's my advice to you. Go get a tight end. It makes sense. I can read Jimmy's pros and cons. He has many, many, many. Um, he said many of what I said, but I'm just going to read them anyway. He says pros would help bring tight end uh, points per game more in line with the running back and the receiver. Uh, right now, running back score 13 points a game. Wide receiver score 11. Tight end score 8. Uh, tight end basically scores the same amount as a kicker in, in what we have right now. Consensus is that um, it would make top tight ends too valuable. Um, he disagrees. Um, I, I also disagree. I don't think they would be too valuable. I just think that they would reach their value. Um, that, like the really good tight ends in, in the league now are just as good as the really good receivers, right? They, they catch the ball. They do for their team as much as those top receivers. So I don't think that they become too valuable. I think that it just makes you go get a tight end. Uh, the starting league tight end average would increase between 1.2 to 1.7 points per game, um, which would make it 9.2 to 9.7. Okay, and I guess that's Jimmy Math um, based on the number of catches that a tight end gets in a game. Um, but it would move it closer to a wide receiver, um, but still not over. So uh, having a tight end premium would be essential if we add an offensive flex. So that's another um, rule change that we're going to talk about uh, in the next. And, and that just means that gives more tight ends a chance. If we have a flex, um, then people that have a tight end would be able to use him as a flex instead of just being stuck to a wide receiver or a running back. Um, now I'm telling you this right now. Jimmy is saying this because he has two tight ends. Uh, I'm, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Jimmy has two tight ends. That's why he's saying this. Um, and yes, things I've talked about is his pros. Um, cons, it's hard to argue the numbers that guys like Kelsey, um, who gets 103 catches for 1336 and 10 touchdowns, doesn't create a bigger gap from... Um, a guy like Gesicki. So he's saying the top tight ends, it creates a bigger gap between the top tight ends and the mediocre tight ends. Um, with good score, with current scoring, Kelsey scored 213 points. Gesicki scored 113. So that's a 100-point difference. Um, with, with the tight end premium, it would have put Kelsey at 264.5 and Gesicki at 138.5. So then now it's a 130-point difference instead of a 100-point difference. Uh, so those are just some of the cons. Um, I think you can tell Jimmy's a pro on this. I am also a pro on this. Um, I know that Matt Kobe is a con on this because I just talked to him um, before I did this pod. Uh, he was going to join me, but he is not home. That would have been sweet if we could have got Kobe finally on one of these pods. Um, but but he's not here, so um, and that's fine. But like I said, I know he's a con. He does not like this this uh, tight end premium. All right, taking away next thing, taking away point two five points per tackle for a DB. Um, so it used to be two points per tackle for a DB, and this would move it to one point seven five points per tackle for a DB. Um, I. I think this evens out the defensive players more. Um, safety scored a lot of points last year, um, and, and I just think that evens them out more. They don't make as many tackles as the linebacker, so I think it would bring them down to earth. Um, Jimmy's pros, it, it would move the DBs in line with the linebackers and the D linemen. Right now, um, D line scored 10, 10 points a game on average. Linebackers, 10.4. DBs, 11.3. It's a full point above the linebacker position. Um, Con, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to matter very much. Uh, and also, you could argue that DBs are more valuable in the NFL than linebackers right now, um, and that our scoring reflects that. Uh, and, and he's saying this because there's more DBs on the field, right? There's more receivers on the field, there's more DBs on the field. 
football is kind of a spread out thing right now. So DBs are more valuable than the linebacker position. And, and our scoring would reflect that. So, um, I like I like the idea of it being more even. Maybe you bring that DB down a point, and then your linebackers, your DBs, and your D-line are really similar in scoring. And I, I think that's a good thing for our league, even though I'm someone that has pretty good defensive backs on my team and pretty good safeties on my team. Uh, I wrote the con. Um, people have made DBs more important on their team because of scoring. We'll be losing out on points. So like I said, me, um, I know that Scott... Normandin's team would take a small hit because he has some really good defensive back scoring. Um, and, and it would obviously help Jimmy's team, okay, if this was the case because his defensive backs suck. Just saying. Um, let's see, the next thing. All right, removing the kicker. Here's what I wrote on this. Removing the kicker position. Um. Don't give in to what Jimmy wants. This is the only position he doesn't clearly have a top player in. Um, there's no pro for this. Only cons. Kicker. Kicker's lives matter. That's what I wrote. Kicker's lives matter. Let's love on the kicker. Kicker's a good thing, man. They kick the ball. They make it or they miss it. We get points for it. Sweet. I love my kickers. Stop trying to take them away from me, Jimmy. Every year this is going to happen and every year you're going to fail. But because I told you I would give you a pro and a con, I'm going to read what Jimmy has to say. Okay, His pro. This is a pro. This sounds like a con to me. Kicker is worthless. Okay. Well, you just told me that the tight end scores the same amount of points as the kicker does right now. So are you telling me also, Jimmy, that a tight end is worthless at the moment? Should we take away the tight end position, Jimmy? Oh, that's right. You have two of them, and you don't have a good kicker. So that's why you want to get rid of a kicker, but not a tight end. I got it. Rant over. Also a pro for Jimmy. Rich said it beat best. Gosh, man. Typos. Rich said it best when he stated that kicker carries no value in the offseason. So why should it carry value in season? Majority of teams do not carry a kicker in the offseason. Just saying, I have a kicker. And I really always have, aside from like the last couple of years after I traded Matt Gostkowski, which he's not doing anything for him right now. Cons, continue with the most unreliable position in fantasy football. Sorry that you uh, like your stuff reliable, Jimmy. Some positions are unreliable. If you ask other people in the league about their skill players, they would also tell you that they were unreliable. They're kind of like the Lions. You don't want to take the Lions out of the NFL. They're very unreliable. Kicker variance continues to take away from skill involved in fantasy football while providing another avenue to get lucky. When your kicker, who averages six points a game on the season, drops 23 in one game, then returns to their six points per game self the rest of the year. Um, my argument to this, Jimmy, is that there was once upon a time that I was playing a game, and a fantasy game, and someone whose team was not even good... Um, got a lot of points out of a receiver. And my God, I can't even think of his name. He was a New Orleans Saints receiver. I thought it was, I thought it was either Brendan or Kellen. I don't remember which. It could have been someone else too. Um, but the receiver dropped like 20-some points on me. And he averages like one a game. So I'm just saying that this can happen anywhere. On anything, things happen that are unreliable. You put a guy in a buy, and all of a sudden your chode breaks out. It happens. So, I mean, it's not the kicker's fault that the team didn't score touchdowns. Maybe maybe they should have better players to get the ball in the end zone. So, I, I like the kicker position. Uh, I feel like all things like are at risk of being unreliable. No matter who you put in the game, anything can happen. That's what's good about sports. Um, not the, okay, it's the Lions and the Patriots. The Patriots are going to win. I love the, the, the chances that can be had in sports, um, which is probably why I like college sports better than pro sports. But it doesn't have to be reliable. The kicker matters. Kickers' lives matter. 
Next, um, we have another rule change, and it's adding an offensive flex. So running back, wide receiver, tight end to our current um, format. Our current format says one quarterback, two receivers, three, or sorry, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end. In this case, we would then add an additional starting roster spot where you can start any of the running back, wide receiver, or tight end. Um, Jimmy's, I'll read Jimmy's pros and cons and then I'll read what I have. Um, I have something even a little different, um, a suggestion maybe, um, onto this. Uh, the pros for this, Jimmy says, adds more skill to our dynasty league. The cons introducing right away creates a competitive disadvantage to teams who have traded two or three for one depth for star type deals, which I agree. Um, he also has as a con, I agree with other that said that this is something we should say we're adding a season or two down the road. Okay, could also be good. Um, and, and maybe my suggestion even helps this a little bit more. We put this into play and then we uh, change it. So what I have written here um, is, let me find it. Um, first, I, it says to me, I'm indifferent on this. Um, but I would rather take away from either the running back or the wide receiver in order to add the flex. So you have to start a quarterback, at least one running back, at least two receivers, and one tight end. Okay, But you get to choose either a tight end, a wide receiver, or a running back to, pu- to plug into that flex. So now you could, your starting lineups could be one quarterback, three running backs, two receivers, one tight end, or it could be um, two run, sorry, one running back, four receivers, one tight end, could be one running back, three receivers, two tight ends, okay, or it could be two running backs, two receivers, two tight ends, if that's the way you had it. So you take that flex, one of those receiver or running backs away, and you add a flex to whatever it may be that you want. Um, and I think that this would bridge that gap of saying, oh, we should do this a couple years down the road because someone traded away, you know, the, the two depth guys for the one star um, because you still have the same amount of players starting. Now you get the choice. It, maybe you have four good receivers that you want to start and you don't have two running backs. That would help that person as well. So I think that this format and I would like to do this even going forward just not even add that extra flex player but just make one of our people in our lineup a flex but you have to start still the one tight end at least two receivers and at least one running back I I think that that would be a a good thing to do Um, so maybe I'm actually coming up with a rule change here but that's just my opinion so hopefully we can get some feedback on that and see what you guys like um, out of this Next is the practice squad or taxi squad. Um, so what this would do is it w- we would add three spots for a player in the, um, their first two years of NFL service. So either a rookie or a second year player you could put on your taxi squad. Um, your players can be promoted or demoted at will. So you can promote them one week, put them back down on your taxi squad the next week, depending. Um, Another question that this brings up, the taxi squad, would should we subtract two to three active roster spots from this proposal or for this proposal? For me, my pro, you get to hang on to young guys and and you know chance take a longer chance on them turning out because some guys they just take longer. Um, I also believe that it helps draft late draft picks mean more. So you take a pick late in the draft. You get to hang on to that guy instead of giving up on him, you know, right when someone on your team gets injured and you need to pick up another player that's going to do something. You don't have to give up on that guy. You just have him on your taxi squad and wait to see if he becomes something in his first two years. Um, I also said if we do a taxi squad, I do not believe we should subtract two to three roster spot slots. Maybe one, um, but if we also add flex to starters. Um, we would just keep it the same because uh, obviously you're going to need, if you add a flex position, if you add a position, you need to add 
another roster spot so that you can have a backup for that position or, you know, in positions in general. So that's my feeling on that. Um, and with this practice, with this taxi squad, um, it just kind of depends on what our other rule changes do. I think that some of these things could be intertwined a little bit and it, it would make it a little different on what we might think we want if just, just one of the things passes or if multiple of them pass. Um, the con for me is free agent, in my opinion, free agency takes another hit with the taxi squad. You have more guys, everyone has three more guys on their roster that are young. Free agency means less again. And we and I think we keep doing that and keep doing that. Um, and, and it's okay with me. I mean, free agency isn't huge. We're still going to find guys in free agency that break out. There's always going to be the guy that you're like, wow, where did this guy come from? There's always going to be that guy. Um, it just means less. Um, and, and if we do take away the roster spots, obviously the free agency still is about the same. Um, I'm going to read Jimmy's notes on this. Taxi squad. Jimmy says adding three spots for a player in their first two years of NFL service. Um, pros allows for teams to start to stash dart throw youth. I talked about that. Helps the bad teams because they can stash additional youth and help speed their rebuild. Helps competing teams because they can stash their young players while not burning roster spots on their dart throws. Helps the entire league because as soon as a player hits year three, the team must decide to either promote the player or trade or cut him. This will deepen the free agency pool. See, Jimmy thinks it de deepens it. I don't. Um, which is a common complaint of many who argue it is too thin. Now, I do agree you're going to be looking for those dart throws. Um, and so I get what he's saying about the free agency pool. You're going to go into free agency and get those young players instead. But in my opinion... You're going to draft those players, and instead of them going back into the free agency pool, you're going to keep them. So I, I think it has a negative effect on free agency, but I get what Jimmy's saying. Um, cons, Jimmy says in his opinion there's no cons. Uh, the only con is not having a taxi squad for him. Um, not having it means that we continue to have teams who are wasting roster spots and dart throws, hurting their ability to compete. We will still have teams that cannot hold their draft picks for long because the player shows no promise. We still have a weak free agency pool as our rosters stay deep. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with him. I think that taxi squad is a good thing. I think we should pass this um, so we can have those um, three guys that, that we really may like that aren't going to do anything in year one, maybe halfway through year two, they start producing. Um, guys that we like, guys that we want to stick to and we don't want to give up on. Let's see. The next one is, oh, trophy for a champ. So this would mean um, you're gonna, we're going to buy a trophy um, with a plaque on it to commemorate past league champions. We would up the league fees from $15 to $25 just for 2020. Um, Jimmy will remain will cover the remaining cost. If there is money left over from the purchase of the trophy, we will put it towards the NFL league fees for 2021. Okay, so we're gonna we'd up league fees ten dollars just for this year. Get a trophy. If there's anything left over, that would um, be towards the league fees for 2021. So everyone would I don't know get a couple dollars on there, um, or we'd have to pay a couple less dollars because the league fees. I already have money on um, the pro for this. Jimmy has this league needs a championship trophy. Um, the con Corey and Walt may never receive this. Um, sorry, this is mine. Actually, this is not Jimmy's. This is mine. Yes, this league needs a championship trophy. Um, con, like I said, Corey and Walt may never receive this trophy. But who am I kidding? That's only a con for them, not for me. It's a con for them. Um, sorry, Corey. So sorry, Walt. Didn't mean to do that. Walt's trying to prove me wrong with all these trades he's making. Um, Jimmy's pros and cons. Uh, league trophies are a fun way to talk smack. He bought his own. Obviously, he thinks that he literally has his own trophy with his championship on it. I feel so bad that I did that to you guys. I apologize for all the wrong I've done. And all the starving pygmies down in New Guinea. Um, he also thinks it's a fun way to commemorate... Uh, the current and past champions. 
So I finally get my dues after so many years of not winning after I won. Uh, the cons, the initial cost, obviously that's going to be a con for everybody. Nobody wants to spend more money. Um, my wife does enough of that. So, but $10 for one year, not bad. Finding a way to get it to one another. So sending it to each other um, would also be a con, obviously. I, it's not the hardest thing in the world to do, but it could be a con. It could be, you know, take a while for people to get it out. They might forget whatever. Obviously it's going to cost money to send it to each other. Um, in my opinion, those are just, you know, small things. I like for this to pass. Um, I think it's cool to have a trophy. Um, it would be a cool thing for our league. Bragging rights. Next, uh, thoughts on um, getting a trophy or something to make fun of the worst team. Um, so not necessarily a trophy, it's just something. Um, and he has a list of things here. Maybe a license plate cover, you know, for their car. Um, embarrassing sweater, rival jersey, making somebody wear the rival jersey, um, or, you know, other ideas can be brought up. Jimmy says, the pros are, you're bad, you deserve to be mocked, and the cons have to find a way to get it from person to person. So another con of getting it from person to person. What I have here um, is, I love the idea. The vote should be on what we want to use in order to do so. So I, I think we should definitely do it. And our vote every year, we should vote on every year what to use in order to do it. Um, so my example for this, it can be changed every year. So depending on who is the worst, we could take a vote and, and figure out what is going to affect them most. So for my example was Walt wearing a Bears jersey would pain him in every way. Like Walt having, a bear, having to wear a Bears jersey, he would hate it. He'd absolutely hate it. But... Kobe, on the other hand, he doesn't give a crap if he has to wear a Bears jersey. He doesn't care, okay? You know, he, he's, he just wouldn't care. He, he would love to wear the Bears jersey, probably. I mean, he might actually have a jersey on of a team that wins. So, I think something a little different for a person like Kobe would be better. And I think that's, that's true around the league. Like, for myself, me wearing an Ohio State jersey one day, you know, just as an example, like, that would kill me. I would hate to do that. But for someone else, it might not be that big of a deal. So we have to find something that's going to pain that person the most. So my example of Kobe, now he doesn't really like hate to wear my Bears jersey, but something that would kill Kobe is possibly like making him fertilize my lawn for the winter. Like he would hate that. It'd be the worst day of Kobe's life if he had to fertilize my lawn. Just saying. He would never do that. But I'm just giving an example of something that pains him more than wearing a Bears jersey. So it could be something that we vote on at the end of every year when we figure out who the worst team is. Or it could just be a trophy, like you suck, toilet bowl, you blow. Okay, could, some, could be something like that also. All right, the next rule change thing is having a live rookie draft. Um, and on here, cracks me up. Man's supposed to be my best friend. It says, all owners but Greg are now in Michigan. False. Totally false. I literally live in Indiana. Don't live in Michigan. Now, what I think he meant by this is everybody lives close to Michigan except for Greg. Um, and this is true. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it would be cool. I think it's a, it's a great pro for all of us to meet during a rookie draft. I think it would be fun for us. We'd all get together. We'd all talk a little bit of trash. We've never all been together during something. So I just think it's a cool way. And, and part of the fun of fantasy football is getting together with each other and, and doing the draft and doing things like that. So I, I think that, that that's a big thing that we've lost over the years. And I think it would be cool for us all to get, get together. Um, I'll read Jimmy's pros and cons. Jimmy says, I actually love this idea and think it could work. Um, it would be fun to make a day or weekend of the draft could all meet at a central location, golf, drink, etc. As a soon-to-be father of two, I would love the boys' weekend for sure. Uh, his cons are we would have to we have to all be in attendance. Um, it may le limit trading because some people are awkward turtles and can't make trades in person due to the fear of making a bad trade. Um, I agree with him saying that everyone has to be in attendance because let let's say for example the one that lives the furthest away, Greg, is not there. If Greg is not there. All of us are sitting in on a draft, and Greg, you know, 
takes two hours to pick. Like, you know, what are we doing during those two hours? Like, we're just sitting there. So I think that this is something we all need to be at. Now, it could work out as, hey, we're doing it this day. If you can't make it, you're in on a FaceTime or you're in on a Zoom call. Okay, you're there, but you're not there. And then you're on that call, you know, with us the whole time. So that could be something that we could also do. It could be like a video call thing. Um, somebody that can't make it is just um, basically there with us, but not physically. Um, and that, I believe, brings us to the end of our um, rule changes. Um, just wanted to say we did not forget about you, Rich. Um, we do want to talk about the um, compensatory picks. We just don't know right now. We need more clarification from Rich on how he wants that to be run. Um, and when that time comes, we will definitely talk about it um, in more depth. So that, But we just need to get it to where me and Jimmy understand this more uh, so that we can give it to you in a correct fashion instead of not really understanding what Rich um, wants and exactly how he wants it implemented in our league. Uh, so... This was fun, guys. I'm glad that I could uh, bring this to you. I know you guys wanted a pod, and and obviously Jimmy's not going to be able to be able to do it for a little bit now with a new baby. So um, glad that I could do that for you. Hopefully, this was good for you. Uh, you understand the the proposals more. Um, you don't make terrible trades like Brendan has this past week, and you continue to um, be active in our league i think this this off season has been great as far as activity goes everyone's been staying pretty active and, and we're doing a lot of good things here um so until next time i'll see you guys peace